Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I make it a point to at least go back and read it now at least once every four to five months. At least. Outstanding. A lot of guys in this space read the book. They do the 10 to the 15 times thing. They find their girl, their dreams, and then they leave the space. And they it goes stop out the reading. window. They it stop reading the it. They, they fall back on old programming. I always say like, look, fine. Stop listening to the podcast. Stop watching you know the videos or whatever. But at least go back and read that goddamn you book at least to. once a year. You have to. You, you, yeah. you really have to. You're listening to the premier podcast for men who want to not only be better with women but want to be better men in general. This is the Come On Man podcast. And here's your host, Paul Bauer. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, subscribe, hit those notifications, drop a comment. Any comment will do. Uh, if it's your favorite emoji, great. If you guys are watching on YouTube during the premiere on Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time, then Sound off in the live chat. You know, sometimes I'm in there while I'm editing videos and stuff like that. It's good to hear from you guys, even though it's not live. But, uh, and if you guys are watching on your, or rather listening on your favorite audio platform of choice, then give us a five-star review. It helps out more than you know. Um, I will be reading reviews as they come in, in an upcoming episode. Uh, some of you guys are, you guys listen every week, but you guys aren't, taking the time to give it a five-star review and that helps out quite a bit. It helps out in the algorithm. So please take the time to do that. If you find the content in these podcast episodes uh, useful to you, um, it really helps out quite a bit. Follow me on all social media. I'm on all the good social media platforms. The links are in the description for that. Join the Patreon, patreon.com slash come on man pod. You can join for as little as $10. And if you join for $10, you know, you're not only supporting the show, but you also get added to the, uh, to the beer credits at the end of these episodes, these Monday episodes, you get the Monday episodes a few days early because I dropped these for Patreon members on Friday afternoon and it's all ad free. It's all without this intro outro stuff. It's just the interview portion the portion that most of you guys tune in for. So consider if you don't like all the ads and whatever, join the Patreon for 10 bucks and you can get rid of all that. And then, you know, if you want some kind of coaching tiers two or three are how I handle my, my one-on-one coaching. So check that out. It's very affordable. It's probably one of the most affordable coaching programs out there. Cause I know for a fact, I am not charging enough for that. So check that out. Um, let's see here. Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com. You get some free stickers when you do so. I'm not spamming people. It's really just, you know, to let you guys know if I ever get banned from any of these platforms. Cause as a lot of you guys know, I got banned from TikTok on my first TikTok account back in, uh, whoa, 2021, you know, about probably about six months after I started that I had about 30,000 followers. And they all just went away one day because TikTok, you know, got a hair in their butt and uh, decided to deplatform me. So 
after that, my second account, it just, it took forever to try to build that back up. And I never did get back to 30,000 on TikTok, not with the new, uh, that, that account. It's stuck right now at 23,000. It's completely shadow banned. So I have a, a third TikTok account right now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just so much easier. If you guys really like my content, get on the email list. Then if something like that happens, I can shoot you an email saying, Hey, follow me on my new account. It's just so much easier. You know what I mean? And then you don't miss out on anything. And then finally, check out my practical law of attraction course, loa.comeonmanpod.com. That's loa.comeonmanpod.com. A lot of you guys are really struggling with dating and it's because you're not really dating intentionally. You know what I mean? Like you guys sort of just let relationships happen to you. Uh, the, the, the girl that shows you the, the slightest bit of interest, you go all in on her and it's, she's not even the right girl for you. Instead of uh, really focusing on what you want, you sort of just get what you get. You know what I mean? But if you really wanted to take control of your, your outcome, you can follow this kind of things that I lay out in this course and you can write out a list of all the qualities you want or don't want in a relationship. And you focus on all the qualities that you want, right? That gets you hyper-focused on girls all around you that check all the boxes. And it's not like those girls weren't there before. You just didn't notice them because you weren't hyper-aware of them. You're so, like, a lot of you guys are focused on what you don't want, that that's all you end up finding because we get what we focus on in life. So if you want to turn that kind of thing around, check out my course today, loa.comeonmanpod.com. All right. Now let's talk about my guest. Uh, my guest today, man, this was a really fun conversation. It was one of those things where I was like, I'm not sure how this is going to go. Cause, uh, this guy, he's a 3% brother, right? So he's a, he's a, he was a part of the original 3% man group. And he's now a member of the, the new 3% brotherhood, by the way, guys, if you guys want to join a group of like-minded dudes down in the description, there's a link for the 3% brotherhood. It's free. Doesn't cost anything. The only requirement is that you read the required book and be able to answer the admission questions. If you've read the book and you can answer the questions, you get in. It doesn't cost anything. And then it's a group of guys who are really putting in the work, guys that are studying to, to level up and get better with women. And it's a great place to swap notes, man. Great place to swap notes. Well, my guest today, Jacob, uh, was he's been a, he was a member since the original group. And... Um, you know, like if you guys didn't know, the original 3% man group, it, it went away. The uh, the founder of it, Chris Kokoski, he got his account banned and he was the only actual admin of the group. And, you know, all of us, all the rest of us were just moderators, but he was the only admin. So when he he his account got banned, the group went with him. So uh, so we created a new group and I made it all the original you know, admins and, and moderators. I made them all admins. So if anything ever happens to me, the group will still be there. So that's important. But um, so anyway, Jacob's in this group. And the thing is like Jacob, he is really good friends with uh, one of the other admins in the group, Nathan, who's going to be on the podcast next week, by the way. And uh, Nathan, like Jacob was sort of Nathan's sort of mentor. You know what I mean? Before Nathan even got into the 3% man group. And uh, Jacob was one of those guys that, watched all the videos, watched all the date updates. You know, he's been following my podcast this whole time. He knows my whole journey, but he's like, 
just waiting in the wings, just, you know, hiding in the shadows, checking things out. He's one of those guys. He's, he's, he's a watcher. You know what I mean? And, uh, so when Nathan's like, Hey, let me introduce you to Jacob. I was like, dude, you've been in this group this whole time. This is the first time, like we've actually talked, you know, group's been around for like three years now, three or four years now. And this is the first time we've actually talked. This is nuts. But Jacob gives so many insights in this. You guys are going to want to sit down with like a, a notebook and, and a piece of paper and, and take notes. There's lots of good gems in this. Jacob is the guy that came up with the whole idea of like, you know, the, the Batman bullshit that we do on dates, right? Like, like when chicks ask us what we do for a living, we, we never give them a, a, a real answer. We tell them, oh, you know, I, I fight crime at, or I'm a millionaire playboy by day and I fight crime at night dressed like a bat. Like, <laughs> Jacob invented that. That all came from Jacob. Uh, that's his idea. And like, I think I learned that from Nathan and like, we all just sort of spouted that off in the group and like everyone was starting to do that. And all, it all came from this guy, Jacob. Uh, one thing to note, Jacob, like the first, the whole first part of the conversation, Jacob and I are talking about uh, his former employer. And I, I want to specify, this is a former employer and it's a big tech company. It's a big tech company we're talking about. And um, we're sort of airing some dirty laundry about this tech company. I'm sure you could figure out the company that we're talking about. But after we were done recording, Jacob's like, hey, man, do you think you could edit that out? Which just for you guys reference, like editing out every time someone says a word is not easy. It's not easy. So I did my best with it. But uh, you can figure out who we're talking about, but we're just trying to you know, protect him in his future endeavors. He, he no longer works for them, so it shouldn't be that big of a deal. But still, they're a pretty powerful company. And uh, yeah, man. Anyways, besides that, uh, we talk about all sorts of stuff. We talk about game and, and, and dating and uh, sexual dynamics and all that kind of stuff. All that kind of good stuff. You're going to want to take notes for this. And I'll bring you that conversation right after these words. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you struggle to find the kind of women you want? Are you tired of swiping away all day on dating apps and only finding mediocre women? When you're out and about at the supermarket or at the mall, all you see are woke liberal women. You can't seem to find a traditional submissive woman that checks all your boxes. What if I were to tell you that the reason why you can't find your traditional submissive woman is because of your mindset, because of your paradigm. We get what we focus on in life. And you have programmed your mind to think that there's only trash women around you. You've programmed your mind by focusing on what you don't want in a relationship. To solve this problem, I've created my Practical Law of Attraction course. In my course, I will teach you how to reprogram your subconscious mind so that you will be hyper aware of the kind of women that will check all of your boxes. It's not that they weren't there before, it's just that you weren't aware of them because of your current mindset. So let's change that mindset today. Check out my course by visiting loa.comeonmanpod.com. That's loa.comeonmanpod.com. The law of attraction is nothing without action. So act now. All right, joining me this week is a 3% brother who was a member of the original 3% Man Facebook group before it got nuked. 
and just recently joined our new 3% Brotherhood Facebook group. It's Brother Jacob, who our mutual 3% brother, Nathan, highly recommended I get on the show. What's going on, brother? <laughs> How are you, Paul? Happy, happy Monday. Happy President's Day. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So for the people out there, this is there's a, a lot of the people that are longtime listeners. There's a space time continuum. So we're recording this in February. I think this is going to come out exactly a month from now, though. I think it's going to be out uh, March 20th or something like that. Perfect. Don't take my word for this. I, I get my math mess, mess up all the time, but uh, it's probably going to be in that ballpark. Mm -hmm. So. So anyway, yeah. Uh, so Nathan really talked you up, man. Like uh, this is actually the, I think the first time we actually connected and you were saying well you know before we started recording that you and nathan sort of uh got connected back in 2020 during like right before the beginning of the pandemic which is sort of like 2020 was the year that almost all of us were like super active in the three percent man group that's when the podcast started you know mm -hmm. it's uh so that it, it was a good time because a lot of guys uh were not you know like they, they were all you know depressed because they were in lockdowns in, in certain countries or certain cities uh some of us were still out dating though some of us were like who cares like who <laughs> this is like it actually made dating eater easier you know because mm -hmm. it was like there's nowhere there's nothing open why don't you come over to my house and <laughs> so it was a it was actually a really good time to be swapping notes and uh that's when like you know i got connected with nathan some of the other admins in the group but I don't think you and I ever got connected. Did you like already leave the group by then or what? No. You know what, Paul? I always like to fly under the radar. Mm. I like to kind of, my father says it best. I like to peek from the shadows. I was well aware of, of, of who you were. Uh, I followed uh, everybody's, everybody's post. I know that there is uh, Coach Benny who also kind of started like, like the whole thing over there. I know that there's the other gentleman. Uh, I believe he's he's in Bristol, England, Luke, Luke as well. Yeah. yeah. And you guys always had such beautiful insight, have always had magical insight. You guys are such, um, what's the best way? Role models, because again, you said it perfectly. We started during a pandemic. I am in San Francisco where everything was completely locked down for the longest part. You probably It was probably no. probably one of the worst cities to be in because it's like liberal capital of the United States right there. <laughs> oh, man, between the pandemic, the uh, the price of gas, the wokeness and some of the women that you will find here, it is it is it is crazy. It is a jungle over here. I imagine some of the women that you find there mm -hmm. probably weren't born women. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, you're you're already trying to get me in trouble, Paul. I appreciate I'm just that. saying. I'm just you're, saying. Listen, I'm not you, saying that's a it's a good thing or a bad thing. It just is a thing in San Francisco. Uh -huh. Paul, uh, you're not wrong. You're definitely not wrong. I will. I will. I will leave that. I will, I will leave you with that. You're not wrong. It's um, it's a beautiful city. Um, if you if you've ever gotten the chance to come to San Francisco, it's it's literally uh, equidistant to everything. You have some of the most beautiful uh, redwood forests up to the north, near Woods, Mill Valley. You have wine country. You have Napa Valley. You have Livermore, um, Livermore Wine Country. Forty five minutes down south, you have Silicon Valley. You have some of the greatest, biggest companies ever. Um, I'm currently working for, uh, for, which that's a story for another day, but. 
It's crazy, oh. but it's very beautiful. I'm going to need to get become friends with you because I, I keep uh -huh. getting my my account shadow banned and uh, stuff. So like we'll we'll talk offline. Absolutely, no, absolutely, <laughs> man, absolutely, man, absolutely. Let's see if we can if I can help you out or point you in the right direction. What's funny because like so I mean I the last two we're going off a, a tangent mm -hmm. here, but the last yeah. two flags I got like I deserved it. You know, like I, I posted mm -hmm. some sort of you know. I eyebrow raising memes or whatever that I got mm -hmm. flagged for. But the last one, like I, I, I had an account warning today on my page. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, they're like, your page is at risk of being removed. And I'm like, Oh, well, what, what happened now? And I clicked on it. The last violation was two months ago. I was like, how do I get that removed from my account? Because they're still limiting my reach since then two months ago. So it's like, it's crazy. And, and of course what you did is that you probably posted something. Mm -hmm. that you know stands up to for your principles something that says hey it's okay for you to be masculine and they immediately what they were they just brought the hammer down on you huh well no i mean these ones were these ones i deserved it like I, i'm not even gonna say like it was a, it was a case of me just you know uh -huh. talking about masculinity now these ones were were probably you know they were they were risky but it's like something that um it's funny since elon musk took over twitter Mm -hmm. I can post this kind of stuff on Twitter and not not even a problem. But mm -hmm. you post it on on <laughs> or, or <laughs> it's like you know banhammer for two weeks. Yeah, like, so. the the issue stems because <laughs> has been you know <laughs> has actually been taking a lot of hits mm -hmm. specifically with the with with the pandemic with the whole Russia uh, investigation with the presidential election. So and if and. And you can see it. I mean, if you turn on any any Wall Street, uh, you know, TV show, CNBC, Money Live, whatever it is, you'll see that the stocks have taken a huge downturn, and sure. they're trying to survive. You know, IG's part of of, uh, of you have you have a, they've they've captured a lot of platforms, and unfortunately, you know, the people in Silicon Valley, they are very pertinent to what they want you to see what you should be doing and they tell you oh well it's it's a free space you know freedom of speech you can do whatever you want to a certain degree to a certain degree <laughs> well Not as long as you follow the narrative you have to you have yeah. to because you know if you there is there is a huge ongoing sentiment in the bay area of toxic masculinity you know <laughs> yeah. uh -huh. which is just which is just insane and you know it's just it's 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 men, masculine men, kind of speaking up, speaking up, not being allowed to be demonized for having standards, for saying, you know what, enough is enough. I respect myself, and unfortunately, they take that and they think that you are you are the devil. Mm -hmm. If you invoke that, you have no place in society. There are you know no no things that are out of grasp for them. Unfortunately. Uh, you know, if you if you stand up to something you believe, you are labeled uh, misogynist. Yeah, you can be labeled predatory. You could be labeled all these things. So, it's a it's a very weird line. It's a very strange time to be honest with you. Yeah, and they um and they will they can they will coordinate with other platforms and other companies in the Silicon Valley and just completely wipe you off of existence. I mean, that's what I, happened with with uh, Parler. I will. I will tell you. I'll tell you a scary story. I, I, I'm recently transitioning out of out of because it's just been it's been so much fun. I never want to be there ever again. <laughs> they have, they have. It is 
I mean, I'll say it right here. It's it's a cult, man. Mm-hmm. It's a cult. It's 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 weird. When you um, is actually located the the main hub is actually located in a place called Menlo Park. Menlo Park is about forty minutes south from San Francisco. And what's crazy is that when you're crossing, there's there's a beautiful bridge called the uh, the San Mateo Bridge. You kind of cross it into it, or excuse me, the the Carquinez Bridge. I'm sorry for that. And you can literally see as you're coming off of the bridge on the right hand side, you see Booker's headquarters. Mm-hmm. What you don't know is that they have an entire city that they own. The first twelve buildings that you see in that horizon, that's all. Mm. And uses these very intricate systems to kind of keep you to kind of like track you down whether you're going to the bathroom whether you're going to eat what you have to buzz in like there are these there are these um like key fobs or whatever these these key cards exactly these key fobs that will allow you access and they know where you are at any which point in time within their vicinity basically tells you you could do whatever you want you could be free you can express yourself but it has to be within these guidelines mm. and um you know what's scary when i first started there i started back in december of 20 2019 i believe there was a uh there was somebody that committed suicide mm. jumped from one of the um from one of the parking structures and uses these high, they use these cameras that literally drones, Reaper drones have. These are the things that, you know, are flying 60, 70,000 feet up in the air and they'll just bomb wherever it has to have. But they use these cameras for facial recognition and they're mounted all over, all over the campus, cafeteria, wherever. People say that they've seen cameras hidden in the bathrooms. I don't know. I've never, I've never... I never saw that. I overheard it, so I was very careful. Even when this is like some literally literal it's, like Big Brother. Sh- it stuff, is. Man. It yeah. is. It's insane. It's insane. And I remember when when this gentleman, unfortunately, you know, he met his tragic ending. We received a company mass email telling us if you contact or get in contact or talk to any of the news outlets, you'll be terminated on the spot. Mm-hmm. Of course, the news descended on Facebook, and you know. Nobody could say anything. Nobody could talk because right, their PR company took over. Exactly. And they have, you know, the weirdest, the weirdest perks. I mean, you know, they have uh, on-site medical attention. They have their own hospital. They have their own dentist. Everything is crazy. They help people or families who suffer, uh, you know, who can't conceive on their own. They'll give you IVF treatment for free, which is between 60 to about $120,000. And they that just, is that, is that uh, just so like, cause I know like Google does similar stuff like that. And is it the idea of keeping your employees constantly at the office? You know, you know what it is when you first saw it, when I first got the job, I'm like, Oh my God, it's, it's going to be like Disneyland. It's going to be fantastic. They give all these treatments, but then you kind of start peeking behind like the curtain and they show you like these videos, videos that you can only access that were specific time-censored password. Like you put it in, then the password expires in 24 hours. And it feels like they're trying to kind of enslave you. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's like if imagine if I went to you, uh, Paul, and and nurse chick, if you will, you guys are trying to conceive, and I tell you, well, here's what ah, I'm that we're not trying to conceive, no, but yeah, no, no, I hear yeah, you. hypothetically, I hear you. hypothetically, because yeah. <laughs> I'm you know a huge follower of your stories, but it's it's the idea that I give you this, I give you family, it costs an arm and a leg. Now you have to stay with me, and you are loyal to me only. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I gave you family. Because you and your wife couldn't conceive, but I helped you with that. So it's it's very weird, man. It's kind weird. Of a, it's kind of a covert contract, right? Like <laughs> it's it's crazy because you see these people who have. I bet, I bet you yeah, that does build. I was gonna say, I bet you that does build loyalty, though. I bet you it really. Does. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. abs- Oh, absolutely. But it's 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 scary because it's like blind loyalty. Yeah. Because it's it's what I say when I want it to be. And it has to be done ASAP and you cannot go against me because mm. I'm your livelihood. I am shares. I am money. I am your mortgage or your rent. And on top of that, you have a family because of me. So it's very, it's very weird. It's very, yeah. it's, it's very, it's very awkward. And, um, you know, got to, got to see me who it's so bizarre. It looks like if you, if you can ever picture like an alien who came here to study our planet. That's what he looks like. It's just, and he's always, and he's always like, he's got like this entourage of just yeah. security guards that just follow him wherever he goes. And it's just kind of crazy. But yeah, that's for you. Wow, man. Yeah, no, he always, uh, always reminds me of like data from, uh, from Star Trek, you know, like he just, just like, like kind of a spurgy guy, you know, very, uh-huh. very like not very socially, uh, you know, acclimatize i guess yeah yeah exactly (laughs) no exactly exactly but it's been it's been it's been it's been interesting it's been so that's that's the san francisco bay area for you man outrageous prices ridiculous things when it comes to gas and the people are crazy i you know i've I've been up (laughs) in that area a lot there i mean there are some good things about that city i love uh chinatown mainly because i'm a big (laughs) I'm, i'm a big big fan of uh of uh you know, Big Trouble in Little China is always my favorite, okay. one of my favorite movies growing up. So love Incredible. that. Love like Fisherman's Wharf and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like the last time I went, man, this was like, uh, you know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, though. Like mm-hmm. it just it just wasn't the same uh, as what when, you know, I was a kid and stuff. Uh, but my my former aunt in law uh, used to live in in. Uh, you know, mill the mill valley area mill valley marin yes, yes yeah yes, yes, so yes. we used to go up and visit visit her for like christmas and stuff and they go to the city and it was like you know it was a it was a good time but uh i wouldn't want to live there you know <laughs> it's, it's just me. It's, it's you know what it's it's beautiful it's amazing um it's changed you are a thousand percent correct it's definitely changed there's also a huge homeless problem yeah, and there's uh, I mean, the last you you hear about it on the news. I don't know how bad it really is, but you know, there's like the the whole like defecation is a human right thing, and that's a, that's going on in the streets. There's like they're handing they're hanging handing out uh, like heroin syringes and stuff. It's 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 crazy, man. Um, you know, one of the most beautiful neighborhoods of U.S. is called North Beach. It's Little Italy. Mm. Uh, in North Beach, you know, if you want the best Italian food, you want the best shows, you want the best bars, you want. I, I, I picked up lots of women there. Mm-hmm. after the pandemic man like you're walking up the street and i count i count the needles the syringes on the floor you'll see anywhere between five to ten uh i've seen 
homeless people just pull their pants as I'm waiting at a red light. Just take a shit. Just in the middle of the street right there. Just just take a shit, you know, like every regular uh, person would do in their uh, in their spare time because, you know, it's San Francisco. Right. It's a human right. Yeah, it is. Uh, of course, everybody does it. So, you know, might as well just do it in the middle of the street. And right. what's crazy is that um, when it comes to people robbing, like they have decriminalized theft. Mm. So you so if you go and steal, I believe I, I believe it's if it's less and don't quote me on this, but I, I think if it's less than like a hundred bucks, you could do whatever you want. They oh, won't call yeah. the cops. Cops won't do anything. I've heard about that. Yeah. So I, I've heard like a lot of businesses are like, we can't survive like this because people are robbing us basically. It's yeah, it's crazy. You know, the financial, I mean, not even businesses, for example, Walgreens, Walgreens and CVS have closed numerous stores in the financial district, North Beach district, because people were going in there and looting. And this is at like one o'clock in the afternoon on a Monday. Yeah. They go in, they cover their faces, and they just take all the stuff. The Louis Vuitton store at Union Square, which is kind of like the Rodeo Drive of San Francisco, if you will, yeah. was looted. was looted about a year and a half ago. They stole almost $200,000 worth of merchandise. 50 people went in, bashed the windows. They had cars ready. And yeah, it was it's it's crazy. Wow. Yeah. 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 I, I couldn't do it, man. I, I lived in, I lived in San Diego for 15 years. I worked in downtown for a while mm-hmm. and about every two weeks, uh, the, the city of San Diego would power wash all the sidewalks and stuff. And mm-hmm. there'd just be this wafting smell of urine that would just like, isn't that per- the best? Isn't that the best? And it's just like, this is disgusting, <laughs> you know? And then, uh, you know, for lunch we would, you know, maybe walk down to, uh, the mall or go to mm-hmm. a restaurant or whatever. And you're, yeah, there's like homeless people everywhere. It's crazy. And oh, and then uh, if you worked like, you know, after 6 p.m., mm-hmm. then we always had to, the employees for the company I worked for always had to uh, park two blocks down in a parking structure. And so you're basically walking through Tent City at this point because uh, it was right next to the the San Diego Library. And the San Diego Library, basically the city has like a, a policy of, you know, homeless people can camp out on city property after hours and so it was just like tents all around the library all up and down the street it's a zoo it's a zoo it smells it's it's unhygienic it is it's a zoo the smell is horrible the smell yeah, during the summer when it's hot, it's like musty. Uh, it's disgusting, man. It's gross. Yeah. And, it, uh, and there was a huge, I don't know if it's it's still going on, but there was a huge problem from San Diego all the way up to LA of hepatitis because of all the homeless population and just the liberal policies enabling that, you know, and it's just like, yeah. it's crazy, craziness. Let's, uh, let's get back onto a positive topic. Though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get, I get, I could literally pick your mm-hmm. brain about, about <laughs> all day though. Yeah. So, uh, you know, don't, don't tempt me here. No um, worries. <laughs> don't tease you with a good time, Paul. Let's, t- let's talk about, yeah. let's talk about 3% man. Um, man. what led you to first read how to be a 3% man? You know what? Uh, funny story. I had I had a medical condition. I had a broken heart, man. <laughs> I was heart attack. Terrible. I, <laughs> it was a it was it was horrible. I got I got I got crushed by a girl. Okay. I got crushed by a girl. That's I how was, all of us end up in this yep, space. <laughs> absolutely. I was my 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 heart was shattered into a thousand pieces. I was left with nothing at the time. I was, I'm, I'm 33 right now. This was back, what, 2008, 2009. I saw Corey Wayne when he still had hair. 
Mm. The first book that I got, he still had hair, which was old crazy. School. Yep, old school. <laughs> and I'm I'm originally from uh, from Colombia. I grew up in in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and I then transferred. I tell people I got kicked out of Florida, and I got I landed here in uh, in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area. And my my father was always fantastic with women, always just just very good. He dated he dated a a Miss Colombia, who my mom sees, and she's like she could have been your mother. And you hear my dad in the background. She was just in passing. You're the only one for me. And then I learned. And then I learned that my 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 uncle, his old his older brother, was the same thing. And they got everything from my grandfather, who was like the top G back in the day. So I get my heart broken, and I'm very depressed. I'm very sad. And my dad tells me, you know, we're moving to California. We're going to explore something new, and I want you to kind of reinvent yourself and pick your head out of your ass. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. we're on the plane coming here. I'll never forget this. And he showed me this guy. He's like, I want you to read this guy. I'm like, who, who is he? What does he do? He said, I listened to him. He has great insight. And I think, you know, you ought to listen to him. And I picked it up and I've never put this book down. Mm-hmm. I think the book is, um, it's definitely, a way for you to be the the man that you deserve to be. Not everything in the book is rock solid. Not everything that he says is correct. Times are changing, so you have to adapt. But I think the book is spectacular. I've uh, there's there's mm-hmm. a, a brother in the group, mm-hmm. uh, Lloyd. Lloyd follows the book to a T and mm-hmm. has tremendous success. Okay. Uh, so it's like, I don't know, the, in, in, in me studying all this stuff, like for the last three years, I've realized that certain things just tend to work better for certain guys and other Absolutely. things work better for other guys. Yeah. You know, a lot of the concepts are very similar, but there's like, you know, there's nuances to some of it. And so like, I found, uh, some of the stuff in his book didn't work for me, but Dr. Glover's did. And then some of that didn't work. So Christopher Campbell's does. So I came yes, up with like my, attraction. Mm-hmm. you know, I came up with my, my Holy Trinity, but, but yeah, I mean, there's, there's guys that follow it to the letter and they have tremendous success. So I don't know. It just, it, it sort of just comes down to what resonates with you. I would say. Mm-hmm. I know you're, you're, you're hundred percent correct. And it's, it's all in, in your environment, I think, mm-hmm. because you know, living in Fort Lauderdale, there's techniques that I've learned, you know, that my father taught me that the book has allowed me to refine that work fantastic in South Beach or in Fort Lauderdale. But you can't use the same thing in beautiful San Francisco because there's different sentiments. There's different freedoms. Remember, they will tell you you're free to do whatever you want, but there's some sentiments that have kind of, I hate to say this, that have kind of tarnished a lot of the female population. Mm-hmm. Do I think that you should follow the book like it is your Bible and like it is your North Star? No, because you will fall into into just relying on this. You need to use it as a guide to construct your approach. I'll, I'll show you this. This, mm-hmm. amazing. Read this one. Yeah. Yeah, which, which uh, Corey... Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have people that are, are listening on audio, he pulled yeah. up uh, David Data's uh, The Way of the Superior Man. Yeah. So, uh, I think Corey's, Corey's book is a great sort of stepping stone into, yes. into that because Corey 
does take a lot of what David Data teaches and implements yeah. it in 3% Man. But if you really want to go really in depth, especially into like if, if, if you're really into the spiritual aspect of, you know, masculine, feminine energy, uh, mm -hmm. there are a lot of guys in the red pill space that are like, that's woo woo for me. But like, there's something to it. <laughs> there's, no, listen, there's, listen. there's something it to works. it, you know. It so it, it, it's a great book to read. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I love that book. That's a great book. And, and you know, it's funny. I listened to dating essentials for men by Dr. Robert Glover. Mm -hmm. And I was, when I first read his book and Corey's book, I was like, man, this is really similar. And, you know, I wonder if he stole all this stuff from Corey and it's, and it's like, no, 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 no. They both learned from, from David D'Angelo and David data. And like, they both pull stuff from, from that. Exactly. And so it's like, that's why it sounds so similar, but it's their spin on it. And that's why it's like, okay, this resonates with me, but it's, yeah, it's still very similar. So. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I mean, 3% man, like I tell you, I think everybody reads it. I've, I've read this thing over well over 20 times. And yeah, I was going to, I was going to ask you yeah. that. Did you get oh, your diploma? You. Did you get your, I, I, <laughs> your... I already got my PhD. I'm my doc. I have my doctorate in that thing. I feel like I could be teaching a class. But well, that's the, you, and that's, and that's the uh, idea of it too, right? Cause he does t say in it, read it 10 to 15 times and you want to get so good that you could actually do a PowerPoint on it. It's, it's become second nature. What's crazy is every single time I make it a point to at least go back and read it now, at least once every four to five months, at least. Outstanding. Yeah. Thank so you. You. that was, so we were talking offline about our brother, Nathan. Yes. And we were talking about how a lot of guys in this space uh, read the book. They, they, you know, they, they do the 10 to the 15 times thing. They find the girl, of their dreams, and then they leave the space and they it goes stop out the window. They, it stop goes reading out the window. It. they they fall back on old programming. So I, I, I always say like, look, you know, fine. Stop listening to the podcast. Stop watching, you know, the videos or whatever, but at least go back and read that goddamn you book at least to. once a year. You have to, you, you, yeah. you really have to listen after reading it. I mean, for, for 15 years, I still, find new shit that i missed mm -hmm. and i'm like god damn it that that's how you do that and what's crazy is that it's become it it's become instinctual mm -hmm. with this between us i was able to pick up a porn star <laughs> during the avns that's that's the story if, if you want i can i can tell you about that I, I was able to you know this was about four or five years ago yeah it was great i've been with multiple women mm -hmm. i'm in a point in my life that i got to show you this this has become oh dude the player's you, handbook yeah this i'm on my second read this is this is gold yeah this is absolutely gold and you gotta you, you gotta sprinkle just a little bit of this on top yeah that's and, where that, that the game uh is such a great book because it's almost like the history of all of this stuff it's, yes. a, it's a great book just to understand where everybody got their stuff from because mm -hmm. David D'Angelo studied under Ross Jeffries mm -hmm. and it, but, but then again, I, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Dude, it's in the game. Uh -huh. Yeah. Okay. So he, he was mm -hmm. a, he was a student of Ross Jeffries and then he went off and uh, decided to do his own thing and, and came up with this whole cocky, funny strategy, but he started with NLP doing that with Ross Jeffries. Yeah. Interesting. It, these, you know, these are books. One, one thing that I've done is, you know, have, I've, I've had many successful relationships. I'm, I'm very proud to say that I've been, you know, I've, I've dated my, my fair amount of, of women mm -hmm. and these books have kind of helped me create my own strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, it's, it works. It's proven that it works. You know, you need to become high value. You need to be, you need to build yourself up as a man because 
for hypergamy, and I know you've spoken a lot about hypergamy, specifically with Luke, which was a fantastic podcast. Mm -hmm. I was also listening today on my way to the office to the young lady uh, that does the dating. Uh, I, I, I listened oh, to the, the podcast. The, the one that came out this week? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, was, which was phenomenal insight. But you use these books and, you've, and you create a strategy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as men, as men, you need to be tall. You need to make money. You need to be interesting. You need to be funny. You need to be educated. You need to have stories, charming, the whole thing. Well, yeah. Just going back to the tall thing, Please. just just mm -hmm. for the guys that get obsessed Please. over the six feet tall bullshit. Uh, you it's... just have to be taller than her. Just that's just, it. Yeah. I'll just leave it at that. You don't have to be six feet nope. tall. Just be taller yep. than her, and you're you're fine. Date a five a, foot chick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. I am I am right here where you see me. I am five foot eight or five foot nothing. Why am I'll I even tell, talking to you right you now? You don't guys? even have to talk to me. I'm on my. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this, Paul. I've dated, and the most amount of women that I've had success with are tall women. Mm -hmm. I've I dated I dated a lawyer that was six two, and yeah. I remember and I remember I I saw her one time. She called me. We were at a bar. We were actually in North Beach. She looked at me. I went up to her and I told her that she had. I mentioned something about her hair. I'm like, your hair looks very funky. She looked at me and she said, well, I don't talk to midgets. So I looked back at her. I'm like, we don't like being called that. We prefer little people. And you're so tall. I'm going to climb you like a tree later. And I dated her for about a year and a half. And it was, and it was beautiful. That's how you handle a shit test guys. That's, what that's, that's a classic shit test. And my man nailed it. Look at Thank that. Thank you. That's, and, and you know what? It's everybody goes through it. And you know yeah. what? We, I was at the point in my life that, Oh my God, I have to go talk to a woman. Oh my God, it's so daunting. And I would, you know, I would shit a brick. Yeah. And oftentimes back in, you know, when I was learning this stuff, I would walk away with kind of like my tails in between my legs because, you know, I wouldn't act on. Now I'm at a point in my life that I've learned thanks to these books um, that, you know, you have to treat them just like you would treat your friend, just like I'm talking to you. Hey, how's it going? How's your day? Wonderful. If they make a mistake, something that pisses you off, something that crosses the line immediately. Hey, what you did is not okay. Mm -hmm. Don't do that again. And yeah. if it persists, you walk away just like you would a stranger. Yeah. And once you kind of like, once you kind of learn that technique, you become irresistible. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like, it's like Corey teaches in the book too. Uh, you know, you have to be willing to walk away and mean it. And, and who's ever willing to walk away has the most negotiating power. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this, this past weekend, it was my father's uh, 67th birthday. We ended up going to beautiful Lake Tahoe. Um, if you, uh, I put up a couple pictures on, on, on IG and, uh, and, uh, and Facebook, if you get the chance to see him, we were, we basically, we rented out a $3 million villa overlooking everything and i have i have my little fans i have i have a couple girls that i'm talking to here in california i'm going to mexico city in april i have a couple fans over there so i call them my fans mm -hmm. and they were all asking me as soon as they saw those pictures hi where are you i remember the first thing i told them like listen i finally made it i made it to narnia and they, <laughs> and they started saying no like that's bullshit like no seriously where i'm like i'm in narnia oh where's that i'm like oh it's it's right next to finding neverland clearly you've never been yeah. And it's this whole, it's this whole like back and forth, this charming. They don't know where I went to. Yeah. Don't, I had one of my girls whose sister is one of my dearest friends. Yeah. Call her from Mexico City and be like, where is he? Right. She told me this morning. 
but situation. you know you, you know what's yeah. great about that what's great about this is uh so it's funny you mentioned you you tuned yeah. into uh the jamie date conversation yes. uh this week mm-hmm. uh if you guys haven't listened to that episode go back and listen to my interview with jamie mm-hmm. date but one of the things that she was talking about was she didn't like Corey's 80 20 rule when it came to you know letting a girl do most of the talking <laughs> on a date mm-hmm. and and i you know it, my thing is like i usually don't i don't debate my guests that i'm just mm-hmm. like that's their opinion you just listen, yeah and uh and so I mean, I did talk about like why the A20 rule is important, but one thing I didn't get into uh, was this sort of banter, right? Yes. Where if you're on a date with a chick and like she asks you questions about, hey, what do you do for a living or whatever? If you give her some kind of like bullshit, you know, thing that you do, like, uh, you know, I always, I, one of the things that I learned from Nathan, actually, I think Nathan's the one that came up with it in the group mm-hmm. was the, the the whole Batman thing, right? Like, oh, I, <laughs> you know, I, I'm a millionaire playboy by day, but I fight I'm crime a... dressed as a bat at night. And uh-huh. you, you say shit like that on a date. It, it's funny. Your, your it's banter, charming. you and you never tell her what you do. <laughs> no, chicks, it drives chicks nuts. But but then afterwards, they're like fucking detectives. They have to figure this out. They have to solve this mystery. But who are they thinking about the whole exactly. time? Exactly. They're thinking about you. That's I'm how a, you build attraction. I'm gonna tell you something. Next time you talk to Nate, <laughs> yeah. ask him who taught him to say that. Well, oh, are you ask the Batman who guy? Taught him. It's the Batman guy, guys. Bruce Wayne, man. <laughs> so when I would when I would. Um, my grandfather, yeah. God rest his soul, used to tell me that you need to be charming and you need to be intuitive. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think, well, you got to be intuitive. Well, you got to explain things to women. No. no. This is what this book tells you. Demonstrate, is, do not explicate. Thank you. Thank you. There's sexual zones, There's which this book is phenomenal. And he used to tell me, when you're charming enough, when you're charming enough, they will pick up on that. Mm-hmm. So, for example... When I would go pick up a, a woman, hey, when are you free to get together? Great, I'll pick you up at seven. Oh, what car are you? Look out for the Batmobile. Okay. You'll see the Batmobile pick you up. My car, I have an Acura TLX gray silver, and my license plate reads the Bat. <laughs> so you show up and you do your thing. And one thing that you know I've always done, whether it's in Mexico, whether it's been in Brazil, Miami, Las Vegas, wherever it is, when you employ these techniques, it works mm-hmm. because you said it perfectly. Women like to be intuitive. They like to use their intuition and figure you out like a detective, like Dick Tracy. Like, we got to piece this right here. He told me that that he's like Bruce Wayne and he's got a beautiful car and, and he lives in Narnia. So who is this gentleman? Where is he actually from? That's what you got to do. And it yeah. works. Yeah, that that's Magical. in the book too. It was yeah. uh, Rolo. Rolo has uh, forty nine maxims of game in that book. Ah, beautiful. And and I did a whole entire series on <laughs> I it. I follow them, by the way. Your maxims on 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 the Rational Mail are phenomenal. The Player's Handbook, man. Yeah, and uh, I I don't know how many copies of the book I sold for Rolo with that, but uh, <laughs> I think that's what got that's what landed me on Rule Zero. Is mm-hmm. I was I was doing those maxims because I mm-hmm. I read I was listening to that book and I'm like. This guy, this motherfucker is coming up with uh, like a list of maxims. And, you know, as, and I think it was probably by like the, the you know, maybe the 10th maxim that I finally mm-hmm. realized what he was doing. And I go, I wonder if he's coming up with 48, like the 48 laws of power. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, it came up on 48 and then he had the 49th one. I'm like, ah, I see what you did there, Rolo. And uh, so I so I'm like, I'm going to do a series on this. Mm-hmm. And so I did a series on the maxims. And one of them is women want nothing more than to, def- 
to feel like they figured you out using nothing but their female intuition. That is correct. And that is, correct. That is like one of the, and, and, and to me, I was like, that ties, that goes hand in hand with Corey's work, which is you need to be a mystery mm -hmm. because if, if she wants to figure you out, she wants to, she wants it to play out like it's a love story and she doesn't want the, you to give away the ending. Exactly. And no, I mean, you, you know, I understand. I understand where we're like, it's crazy because when you get oh, to the, the cops level, are coming for you, man, that you, that you see that they're looking for me. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. That's the first thing I tell them. But I think when you get to the level that, you know, somebody like you, some of the fellows in the group, because you look, I followed, I followed your, your, your evolution. I've seen you from the shadows. I know who you are. I know your podcast. I follow you on Instagram. Uh, mm -hmm. I think your maxims, like the little short clips you put on Instagram on your story, they're phenomenal. They're phenomenal, beautifully stitched together. Seeing your evolution, seeing Nate, seeing a couple other fellas, it's so magical to see that. But you adopt a certain way. You adopt a certain lifestyle. And what is that you need to do? You need to play with that women, with women's intuition. Mm -hmm. You need to let their mind wander. I mean, why is James Bond so successful? Yes, it's directed. Yes, it's scripted. But I encourage everybody to at least go read Dr. No, the actual book by Ian Fleming. It is phenomenal the way that they, that he describes it. Mm -hmm. Somebody who owns his person, somebody who owns his masculinity, not being a toxic, mas a toxic masculine person like a lot of the feminazis describe you. Yeah, it's standing up for yourself. It's doing what you believe and being able to walk away. When and it's always know. it's always mission first with Bond. Always, 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 man, always. I I've been extremely successful because you know I went to the mountains for about four days. I just got back yesterday. Mm -hmm. I didn't respond to anybody, and I would take my sweet ass time. I went skiing, mm -hmm. spent time with my family the entire time. I had one girl from Mexico City call her sibling, like I told you earlier. Where to is, figure out where, where you're at. Yeah. Exactly. Detectives, this, guys. It, it's, detectives. It's yeah. crazy. This this young lady, um, it's actually a there's a <laughs> there's it's 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 a group of four. It's it's two sets of twins and two sets uh actually two sets of two sets of twins and then two sisters. I've been with out of those four girls, I've been with three. Mm -hmm. And you know, <laughs> I man. and yeah. I've been I've you know, I'm, 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 I'm perhaps not, not at one time, but you know, throughout, throughout my friendship with them and you know, they're, they're lovers, they're fantastic. And when I see them, I'm, I'm very sweet. I always maintain my center. I tease them the entire goddamn time. Mm -hmm. And I, I know, and I, and you have to love them in such a way that it's, I've kind of put it in my mentality that, you know what, it's my turn to spend time with them or it's mm -hmm. actually their turn to spend time with me when they yeah. leave. They do their thing. I don't ask them for any form of explanations. I always tell them I'm the last guy you ever have to give explanations to. Mm -hmm. Goes both ways. I'm very mysterious. I'm making good money. I'm a well-dressed man. I think I'm not the cutest. I'm not the tallest, but you know, I got, I got, uh, I got razzmatazz. I got sexual charisma, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. And you know what? It becomes irresistible. Um, this young lady, she was here about a month ago. We hung out beautiful 48 hours together left and i told that i was planning a trip to mexico city which is the truth i'm actually going to be heading there in april towards the end of the month with with five of my buddies 
oftentimes when men are going to go visit a woman, they immediately say, well, can I go crash at your place? And when you go and you visit somebody, specifically a woman, you know, it's inconvenient. Why? Because they have to take off of work. They have other shit. They have to, they, they have to put their life on hold for you. Mm-hmm. And then it's awkward for you as a tourist who's traveling because you're dependent on that person's time. They have to take me this. I have to do that. So I told her, I'm like, I'm going to Mexico City. I got an Airbnb with my buddies. I'm going to be there Thursday through Monday. If you're free, I'd love to see you. Immediately, she's like, what do you mean? Like, like, like who's going to take care of you? I'm like, I got everything set. I know another young lady is going to be my tour guide. Yeah, and make make the, make your own fucking plans. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And this woman, who is beautiful in her own right, is going crazy. She she calls me and she tells me uh, when we were making love, actually before she left, uh, I brought up the whole Mexico thing. You know, I was I was doing my thing. We finished, and she's on top of me, naked, with a smile on. The only thing she had on was a smile on her face, and she's telling me, "Okay." When are you coming to Mexico City? And I told her, I'm like, end of April, give me specific dates. And I told her this. I'm like, do I ever call you on the phone? She said, Mm -hmm. no. I'm like, great. In April, you're going to get a call from me. Pick up. Mm -hmm. She had the biggest grin on her face. She's Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'll make sure to pick up. Why? I'm like, you'll see. You'll see. But it's going to have fantastic consequences for you if you pick up. And mystery think, yeah keep her guessing it's, that's all yeah. it is that's all it is that's all it is you give them enough for their mind to wonder and it's and it's basic it's basic psychology it's basic psychiatry mm-hmm. we live in a state of anxiousness our feelings grow if i tell you hey paul i'm gonna torture you next door and you start hearing things but i never tell you what it is right my mind I starts yeah be, I could just be playing with a spoon. I could just be playing with a spoon, banging something, and you're like, "Holy shit, what is going to happen?" Am I? That's what it is. They did. They. That's how they torture people all the time. Like that. That's what go- governments do. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Abu Ghraib. Abu Ghraib. They were doing that over there, man. You remember that when they were uh, during the uh, the Iraq conflict, the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's waterboarding. Guantan- get waterboarding. Yeah. Guantanamo. <laughs> it is for you to elicit a response. It's beautiful because you just need you just need an idea. Yeah. And you kind of just push people and people just build these grandiose films, these stories. And you're the main character always living. You know, it's mm-hmm. funny. I like, I, this stuff is all really great. And yeah. uh, what, you know, I make my content on like TikTok or whatever. Yeah. People like lose their minds about this. And they're like, it's manipulation. It's like, yeah, yeah, it is. But, but it benefits both parties. So what's the, problem? I mean, I mean, here's, here's, I mean, I mean, Paul, Paul, please don't say that because you're acting like a misogynist right now. Oh, I'm it's, a, yeah. Well, I, I yeah, wear that hat. Don't be, don't be, don't be, I mean, it's, it's, it's insane because here's, here's my issue. I've used all these books to cater my approach and someone that I've listened to right now that I'm, you know, a huge fan of somebody whose views I see is, is Andrew Tate, the Cobra. Do I believe everything that he says? Do I, if you look at the top G, the one who says, well, you got to do this. Well, no, he's a character who likes to be he's like, notorious. Uh, this is, this is Andrew Tate right here. Yeah. yeah. For, like, for, 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 <laughs> for people, for people that are, people that are, are, are listening on audio, I'm pointing at one of my wrestling belts. Yes. In the background. 
Andrew Tate, and that's why I like I love pro wrestling because mm-hmm. it's a masterclass in psychology. And um, if you follow uh, like Ryan Stone in the space, mm-hmm. I think Ryan actually watches wrestling. He uh-huh. acts like he's just like, oh, you know, kayfabe or whatever. I, I think he legit watches it because of the stuff like that Ryan knows about wrestling. I'm like, yeah. you're, you're a fan, bro. Like, come on. Absolutely. But, but um, what Andrew's doing is it, it's it's classic heel psychology in pro wrestling. It's yes. to elicit an emotion to get you to like get up notoriety, notoriety. whether it's good or bad, mm-hmm. and you know, and it causes you to keep watching, and that's why he's like the master at this stuff. He's why he's the most googled guy, like of all of 2022. That's why uh, like all the the social medias ban try like tried to ban him. They can't do it because of all of his minions uh, with the Hustlers mm-hmm. University. One of those one of his Hustler University guys makes my videos now. Wow. By the way. Yeah. So wow. If you see if you see some of the the my latest clips, if if yeah. you see it with there, there's like B roll, mm-hmm. and then me talking from a podcast, and then more B roll. That's the guy. That's my guy. Yeah. Wow. He, he's a he's one of my, he's one of Andrew Tate's guys. That's and, beautiful, uh, man. No, but I mean. uh, but it's genius, you know. It's and it's and it works, and he actually has a good message when you get down to it. And and my son is a huge fan of Andrew Tate. And, and, and all these people are like freaking out. They're like, oh, these teenagers are, are watching it. It's like, yeah, but my son is learning like a good masculine message from it. You know? Here's no, here's the thing. And you, and you said, I'm, I'm a huge fan of, of wrestling. You know, I grew up, my, father, <laughs> my remember, man, listen, my, my father took me to WrestleMania 14 to go see Shawn Michaels versus Stone Cold Steve Austin at, um, I believe that was at the Boston Garden Arena, the TD Garden Arena. Oh, I'm, I'm in the nineties. I am, I'm like the 90, you know, the Rock, Stone Cold, Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, The Undertaker—that was me. Dude, I was, I, in the, yeah. I was in the Navy, uh, you know, from '98 to 2002. So, like the the tail end of the Attitude Era, and yeah. it was a huge event on my ship. Just like mm-hmm. every Monday night, we'd get gather around in birthing and watch Monday Night Raw, dude. It, like it was awesome. Yeah, it I, was. It was. It was. It was beautiful. And I remember. I remember when Hogan uh, left to WCW. Remember, and it was the NWO. And I remember him. For me, what was changed, like like life changing, was when he was he was Hulk Hogan, and then he became Hollywood, H- Hollywood Hogan. You remember the black yeah. line, dude? And and you said it, and you said it beautifully, Paul. I mean, there is the top G, who yells and is n- notorious, but then you listen. I like to call him the Cobra or Andrew Emery Tate, Emery Andrew Tate. I should say the second. Yeah, the eloquent man. Mm-hmm. The guy who tells you, get your ass up and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. The guy who said that, you know, energy cannot be created nor destroyed. Mm-hmm. So you need to convert that energy. It's it's that sentiment. It's that sentiment that he tells you, it's okay for you to have standards. It's okay for you to say, you know what? This is a shit sandwich. No, thank you. And it's okay for you to become valuable and a top tier mm-hmm. guy. I think I think the message he... He shows is beautiful. I think it's fantastic. Another person that I look up to, I don't know if you're familiar with Kevin Samuels. Um, he passed yeah, away the guy. The late, the late great. Yeah. The, that guy, dude, that guy is just, I remember that he has, he has this beautiful YouTube video and he says, if you're single and you're making between, I think it's 75 and 100, you're considered gold. If you're between 100 and 120, you're platinum. I'm like, yes, yes, because, you know, we're, we're valuable. I'm not saying that women are not. Women are the most beautiful creatures and they need to be protected. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, 
there's these sentiments that if you have a standard, you're wrong. Yeah. 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 If I, if, if I ever so. put out, if I ever put out a video talking about male standards for women, like, Oh, the hate I get. You're, you're yeah. a misogynist, you're a misogynist and you need to go to hell. I mean, it's, it's, it's what we were talking earlier for them. You need to be tall. You need to make money. You need to be educated. You need to be funny. You need to be charming. You need to plan a day. You need to do that. Da, 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 da. As a man. Well, you know what? I don't want you to go shake your ass at a club. Well, you got small dick energy and yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're insecure. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're demonized. Yeah. You're demonized. One thing that I do is that I no longer argue with women. Oh, no it's, 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 it's pointless. And it, Corey talks about in his book that you, yeah. you're, you're better off hitting your head over or just bash, the head yeah, with, with a, a ball peen hammer. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just bash your head in. It's easier. But the, the reason is that, you know, specifically here where I'm living, the sentiment you know, being being around in the environment, they don't lie. What what these books say, what you preach, what Corey talks about, what Andrew Tate talks about, dude, I've seen it. Like I've been yeah. I've been in the office in meetings and I've seen women through just bumble, blah, 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 blah. They open and it's over two hundred messages. Yeah. And I've heard them, you know, it's 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 so funny that we talk about the rational male. Uh, one thing that just strikes me is the sexual zones that Rolo talks about, mm -hmm. you know, how there is a blurred line, how, you know, uh, it used to be safe to kind of flirt in the office. Now it's not because now they're kind of waiting for you to make that trap. Mm -hmm. The gym is the same thing. And I've seen it. I've personally witnessed that. I've had friends that have been persecuted yeah. by witch hunts and it's scary. I, it's uh, scary. Mm -hmm. I, never really thought about the workplace. Cause I mean, a lot of people mm -hmm. and, and you'll ask a lot of women, you'll mm -hmm. ask a lot of women that they met their husband at work or whatever. Exactly. And, exactly. Um, and so you, you hear about success stories, but I never really thought about it as a problem until I read dating essentials for men by Dr. Robert Glover. Mm -hmm. And he talked about the concept of really wrong women. And yes. he's like, he goes, all women at the office are really wrong women because just the potential to like, damage your career, damage your reputation, get fired, whatever. Like all that stuff is, is a real a possibility if things go wrong. He's like, if yes. the, the best case scenario, if things go wrong, it's awkward as fuck. Of course it, it is. It, the worst case scenario, you either get fired or it gets, you know, added to your permanent record on file. And mm -hmm. like you develop a bad reputation at work right. and you, you never go any farther in your career there. So it's like, it's just not a good idea. You no. know? No, no, no. And I mean, what's, what's, what's crazy is, and you, again, you're, you're a sensei, man. You, you're, you're not always right, but you're never wrong, man. I think that's <laughs> definitely you. And what's crazy, what's crazy is that, you know, you read it and you see it on YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. And as a man, I think, or I used to think like that, I'm like, shit, that can't be true. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen how they, you know, it's they get together and there's a mob mentality. It's like a pack of hyenas. Um, Valentine's or, or the way I love to call it simp day was last Tuesday. Mm -hmm. There was one of the young ladies in my office that got, um, she got a, a letter that said, Oh, from, from your secret admirer and left chocolates and extra packets of mayonnaise. She went around the office. Was it you? Was it you? Was it you? Jacob? Was it you? And some of the girls got together and was like, Oh, I bet it was Jacob. Did you bring me mayo? Yeah, of course. Why'd you bring me mayonnaise? Oh, because 
I think you need some in your life. They all started laughing. I told her, no, JK, they don't pay me enough to bring you these things. Mm-hmm. I started laughing, went about their business. Yeah. I came back and they found out who it was. It mm-hmm. was one of the guys who she used to hang out with. And between four or five of them, I pretended to have these on, you know, I put them on when, when women kind of come around my, my area, kind of just silence myself. And I just, I pretend like I'm listening to music, but I just listen to the conversation. And it was like hyenas are like, who the fuck does he think he is? We're going to teach him a lesson. I've already contacted HR. The HR supervisor mm. was talking about these things. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I now, I now, and I don't know if you've seen it more than likely you have, cause you're in the manosphere. You are, you are an imminent presence there, or if not, yeah, I know you definitely will be in the next couple, uh, in the next couple of years, but have you seen the YouTubes or the TikTok videos where they shame men at the gym? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We just did a, we just did a rule zero on it a couple of weekends ago. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking crazy, man. It's fucking crazy. I, you know, after this podcast, I go to the gym and lift heavy weights. I look, I have a good physique. I look good, but it's, it's gotten to the point that whenever I'm at the gym and not only it's, it's, it's more for my personal gain. I try not to interact with women. I don't mm-hmm. even look the way. And there's beautiful women where I go to Yeah, big asses, tight short. It looks like it's been painted on them, literally, but I make it to a point that number one, I don't stare and gawk like yeah. 98% of the men. I've, I've caught women looking at me and whenever they walk in front of me, you know, stare at the floor. Cause I, I'm, I'm already, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells. What I've seen, what I've read, what I've lived. I'm like, I don't want to be canceled mm-hmm. because for any reason they will demonize you. When I, so, when I go to the gym, um, with a nurse chick, what I like to yeah. do is sexually harass nurse chick. Uh, <laughs> like if she's on a bench or something, I just like to straddle her and be like, am yeah. I helping right am now? You need me to spot the, you? The, the other night she was, she was doing some kind of leg machine or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I just walk up like, I, like I'm doing my own thing. This is, yeah. this is, this is what I usually do. I'm like mm-hmm. doing my own thing. And then I, I, I'm in between sets. I yeah. will like go and walk by her and just like make a buffoon out of myself and just be Absolutely. like, push it, push it, get it. And I just start yelling and all, all the people in the gym are like, what the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm just doing it to embarrass the shit out of her. And, uh, and so then she starts giggling and loses her concentration. It's, it's, it's great fun. And then, um, and then like, you know, she tries to return the favor. She comes up like while I'm in the middle of the set and fucks around too. It's all good fun. But yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. It's, it's there is a there is a method to gym game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's a uh, gym game. I think to uh, be successful, and maybe this is a, a limiting mm-hmm. belief, but it's like a slow burn. You know, like you really have to build rapport with a chick at the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, and sort of be her gym buddy and check in with her, and then and then like work up to asking for, for you know for a number and stuff like that. That's from other other dating coaches and stuff. That's usually the biggest recommendation because of shit like that. You know, you really want to play it safe there. But uh, no, absolutely. No, and you're right. I mean, I, I, I want to fly you out to San Francisco so you can be my hype man at the gym, see how quickly we get. <laughs> I'm not straddling there. you, dude. I'm not straddling you, being like, oh my healthy bro. <laughs> no, we're not doing any of that. Push it. Push it one more for Paul. I'm doing it for Paul. Listen, <laughs> one thing, one thing that I've noticed uh with Jim Game, and you're absolutely correct about that, but listen it's paid it's paid dividends one of the chicks that i'm that i'm hanging out with she's she's a she's a 48 
year old Colombian male. Met her at the gym. Mm-hmm. I'm Colombian too. But what's funny is that I go there. I strap. Um, I'm a pull up kind of guy. I'm, I'm doing weighted pull ups. I strap a 45 pound plate around my my waist and you know go to the heavens. And I saw this woman, very attractive woman, very pretty. You know, big ass, big big tits. All the guys, whenever she walks by, you know, she demands attention. She receives that. I just stayed in my center. Mm-hmm. I just, and I remember one time I went up to her and um, she was squatting and I asked her, I'm like, excuse me, miss. And I do that with everybody. Whether you're, if you're a gentleman, excuse me, sir, how many sets do you have left? Or excuse me, miss. Just so there is no, just so there's like no way for you to say, well, he's harassing me. No, no, no. We're, we're proper. We're polite. And I remember I asked her, I'm like, excuse me, miss. When are you, how many sets do you have left? And I noticed she had like a little bit of an accent. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, great. Where are you from? Oh, I'm from Colombia. Oh my God. Started talking the whole thing. Didn't ask for a number, just stayed in my center. Great, thank you. She left. We kept running into the uh, into each other at the gym and she just kind of, you know, kept waving at me the whole thing. And then one day she just came up to me and she said, what's your phone number? She asked you. She asked me for my phone number. She said, "What is what is your phone number? And I told her why. She said, "Well, I don't know. I, you know, I kind of want to talk to you, like, like something like, oh, like, like I, I kind of want to get to know you a little bit better." And I told her, "I'm like, well, you know, my mother's told me that I can't give my phone number out to strangers. Uh-huh. Shit of this nature." I didn't know her name because I would just be like, "Hey, how's it going, Jimbo?" And then she said, "Well, well, you know, what can I do to change it?" I'm like, "Well, what is your name?" Mm-hmm. And she told me her name. Didn't offer mine. Yeah, she classic asked me Corey, for mine. So Corey game. I, yeah. I already knew she was interested in the fact that she, and you know, we've been dating, we've been hanging out, um, hooked up on the first night, even though when I picked her up, it's flying oh, everywhere. You, fell, my apologies. Dude, you, <laughs> you see that? I got so excited. I just had to throw you. My apologies for that, sir. Uh, <laughs> but when we, you know, I, I followed, I followed what I've learned. I followed what the book taught me. I set up a date a week in advance. I didn't connect with her. Uh, it was a definite date. You know, she called me, I picked up, she called me the first night after seven o'clock, sent her straight to voicemail. Responded to her the next day. Hey, sorry, I was out saving the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't pick up after seven? No, because that's when I have to go save the world. Right. Yeah, set up the that, date. That, that, yeah. That's a, that's another thing too. Like I, I, I do tell guys, uh, at least on Friday and Saturday nights, not to text after, no. after seven, because yeah. those are prime date nights. You don't want you don't want chicks thinking you don't have anything better going no, on. No, you're busy. You're it's, busy. It's even it's even best if you have something good going on, but you can fake it till you make it. Exactly. But, but exactly. You can do that all week long and just have a policy of no texting after seven. And uh it's it just like chicks, chicks chicks are like, What were you up to last night? It works, it works wonders. Yeah. So so check this out. So, you know, we set up the date, I picked her up. You know, the Batmobile. I'm like, this is the Batmobile. I stole it from the uh, from the Batcave. And on the first, when I picked her up, she told me, well, I got to tell you that I don't have sex till like the 12th time. That's what she told me. And I told her, and I told her, great, because I'm still a virgin and I don't believe in sex before marriage because there's a God that sees everything. She started mm-hmm. laughing. Later that night, I was in her bed between her legs. It was wonderful. Of course, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the guys listening to the, yeah. the whole, uh, oh, I don't have sex tonight or I, I don't have sex until the whatever date. It's, it's a shit test. And a lot of it is to sort of, you know, protect you their reputation yeah. and, and stuff like that. But, it, but uh, Ryan Stone has it really good in his book. Um, uh, fuck files. He, he used to just tell chick. <laughs> he used to just tell chicks. Uh, 
like if chicks say we're not, you know, we're not having sex tonight, he would be like, "What a stupid thing to say." And then he would put in parentheses, "That's not a no." <laughs> That's great. Listen, he, and he's not wrong. Yeah, and he's not wrong. And you know what? It was great. I disappeared for a couple of days. She called me again. Mm. I set up a date. This was actually last week. I set up a date. When she uh, reaches out to you, it's it. She wants to get together. Use that mm -hmm. as an opportunity to set the next. You time. you set up the date. I was on the phone for no longer than five minutes. Hey, I gotta let you go. She called this time. This is very funny because I I had told her. I don't pick up after seven. She called me before seven. She called me at 6 p.m. I'm like, so I'm training her. She's learning. Yeah. And, you know, I set up the day for Thursday because that Friday, this this past Friday that just happened, I was leaving to, to, to Tahoe with my family. Everything went good. Thursday morning, I get a text from her. Yeah. Hi, honey. How are you? Like, hey, how's it going? I knew exactly she was going to cancel. I knew that. Hey, what's going on? I'm feeling a little sick. I'm not feeling too good. I didn't respond. Mm -hmm. I didn't respond because just in atomic attraction. Yeah. Yeah. You don't, there's, there's no, no response to that. There's if no chick, response. If a chick. Yeah. Oh, this is, there's this is so many gems from this, this conversation, brother. <laughs> Thank you. sir. So the, for the guys listening, if you read atomic attraction, which I, you have to read. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so Corey has it different. Corey talks about, you say, Oh, no worries. Yeah, per, perhaps some other mm -hmm. time or whatever. In atomic attraction, it's like if she cancels without giving you like another alternative date, it's just there's no need to resp no. respond to that. No, no reply no. is a reply. And and usually a lot of chicks will when they say, Oh, I whatever, it's a shit test. And so if you just don't reply to that, they start rethinking things like, Oh shit, I might have messed I might have messed things up with this guy. Of course, of course. And you know, she she texted me that. I didn't respond. I got a text from her on Saturday. Mm -hmm. at 10 a.m. feeling better how are you and i waited till sunday till yesterday to hit her up hey sorry i'm in narnia how are you <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh when are you i'm flying out on friday to las vegas because um i have an intervention for one of my uh for one of my buddies he is engaged to a woman that he should not be engaged to because we don't like her because she's crazy. She flew in from Lobotomy Island. So we're going to stop at nothing this upcoming weekend and go crazy in Vegas. That's the plan. The weekend after that, I'm going to San Diego to go see our brother, Nate. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and I told her, I'm like, I am a very busy man. I only ask you once. I call you and text you once. Mm -hmm. If you don't have enough time for me, then cool. I'll see yeah. you around. Yeah. I'll see you around. And, and you said it also. You know, women make rules for the simps. I call them the minions. Mm -hmm. The little mini-me's that follow them around like little dogs. They make rules. Yep. And they're so weak that, you know, they're going to oblige, mistakenly thinking that if I do this for her, I'm eventually going to, you know. Yeah. When a woman makes something that you don't agree with, you don't have to be an asshole. You don't have to be rude. Just tell them, you know what? Fantastic smile and walk away yeah that's all you got to do yeah there's that's, always another woman you know there's always uh, another bus every 15 minutes yeah. absolutely absolutely and you know i think i think that you know as men we have our right to you know be happy we deserve mm -hmm. to be happy specifically in today's um in today's climate and you know it's detrimental to society some of the things that have happened you know I understand that, you know, women have not had it easy. I am the first person to tell you that, yes, 
do I agree when a woman tells me, well, we live in a patriarchy? No, mm -hmm. because you see it. Women right now have the upper hand. They are single-handedly single one of the most powerful, educated group with the most amount of freedom when it comes to monetary gain, sexual pleasure, careers, but they're the most unhappiest group of people ever. They're also like very protected. Uh, Rolo, Rolo calls it the mm -hmm. gynocentric central order in his book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's crazy when you, when you see it firsthand. And, you know, uh, Kevin, the late, great Kevin Samuel said it, feminism only works in a first world country. Mm -hmm. That only works in a first world country where you have freedoms. And, you know, if you, you can't tell them you like Tate because you're the devil. You're misogynist. Mm -hmm. You're a pig. But hey, we can we can admire Kim Kardashian. Yeah. You know, that's that that's okay. That's fine. That's no problem. So it's yeah. it's a double standard. It's weird, man. It's I weird. have no problem. I have no problem telling chicks that I, I like Andrew Tate. In fact, uh, you know, I th it was a uh, last week I had a live stream mm -hmm. with Sarah Don Moore, and I really mm -hmm. like I like some of these female creators, you know, like I, mm -hmm. I have a good uh, a good rapport with some of them, and Sarah's one mm -hmm. of them. She's she's a cool chick. She hates Andrew Tate. And sometimes she'll send me videos of like, what do you think about this? And it's like, you know, you know, Andrew or Tristan, like, you know, smacking a chick with a belt or something. I'm like, I go, you know, first of all, I don't know what's going on in that bedroom. You don't That's know a, the context. Exactly. Right. It, it, it's, it's a one minute clip. She could be into that kind of shit. You know, there are chicks that are totally into BDSM, like 50 shades of gray didn't sell millions of copies for no reason. So I'm not, I'm going to not, not going to pass judgment on something like that. You know, mm -hmm. but but uh, that kind of stuff it gets people up in their feels, and it's very it's because it's become so so heated. Mm -hmm. Because you know, do I see him as like the Messiah, like somebody you should know? But there, there's there's spurgs out there that totally do though. Exactly. <laughs> it's I mean, like you, I guys, mean, come on! It's not it's not a cult. He's not a martyr. No, 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 no. But do I agree with his teachings? Yes. Do I agree with all of his teachings? No. No. But the great majority, I think it comes from a place of worth. It comes from a place of love. Mm -hmm. It comes from a place that, hey, don't, it's okay for you to stand up. It's okay for you to say no. Mm -hmm. And if somebody tries to demonize you, it's okay for you to check them with facts as a gentleman and simply walk away. And this has worked. This has worked mm -hmm. wonders. It's worked for you. It's worked for Nate. It's worked for me, and it's worked for Calvin for for countless others. It really mm -hmm. has. So you know, I think I think it's a very it's a very particular sense where we are because oftentimes, you know, today's today's movement villainizes us. It demonizes us just for for being men. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, yeah. It's funny too because a lot of the guys I work with in the in the you know, the manosphere, mm -hmm. they all use, they all use pseudonyms, you know, uh, Rolla Tomasi. That's not his real name. No, you know, Ryan right. Stone, that's not his real name, but I use my real name. And, and one of the things that I, I, I joke with, with those guys is I didn't think this through that much. <laughs> when I started my <laughs> podcast, I, I didn't think it was going to be as, as big as it was. And I use, I actually use my real name. And I think if I could have gone back and done it, I probably would have used a pseudonym because mm -hmm. this is really dangerous. You know I mean? I, I put out these podcasts every week and, you know, I do have a day job and my day job at any moment could be like, Hey, what the fuck is this? It's, and you know, and what, then it's done. So yeah. for me, you know, and with the axis, I mean, 
technology is a double-edged sword, brother. Mm-hmm. Technology, you have access to anything and everything. Yeah. You know, I remember, I remember watching porn. I remember, I remember I'm old enough when it was like my buddy's older brother or my dad's older or, 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 or my buddy's dad who had playboys. Like you remember Dude, the my, 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 my friend, uh, my friend, Chad, I just, I just yeah. went to <laughs> Chad, my uh-huh. friend, Chad growing up, uh, we had this neighbor named, uh, AJ and mm-hmm. AJ's dad had a collection of club magazine and club uh-huh. international. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we would go over to, to AJ's house and like sneak into his dad's closet and steal like, you know, actual Just, like magazines. Right. And, and then there was a, we lived in the mountains. So we would uh-huh. go and like hide them in a cave. And then like, you know, we'd all meet up to go look at the porn magazine. You right. know? And like, that was how we had. A, it like, was an adventure. It was like risky. Now it's, you know, with technology, dude. You got a phone it's right there. V- v- phone, VR. I work, I'm, I'm working for a company that's developing the metaverse, right? which is insane. It's all right. Once people think it's going to be like a Wii game. No, it's, it's the next level of artificial intelligence for you to live your life through the like internet, re- through these, like, things. like ready player one. Oh, yes. Like, like Tron, like that thing that's uh, like pretty much like that. And, you know, so you have access to all these things. Uh, if you haven't played with artificial technology, it is insane. Literally, I played, this with, is, uh, I played with chat GPT a little bit. Chat, listen, it is, it's, I think, I think that's how, how Skynet takes over. And that's how we get like the T-800 coming after us. Dude, chat GPT is woke as it's not. It's, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is, yeah. There's, there's ways, there, there's ways around it. It's, 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 it's really intriguing. I have, I've noticed with that, mm-hmm. like if I want to create a, like, uh, like I'll have it create Twitter threads for me. Mm-hmm. And, oh, very uh, good. And, and and one thing that I have to do is I have to be very careful with my wording because anything like red pill or masculinity based or whatever, like it, it really doesn't want to output. So you have to be very careful with your wording. And then after it spits it out, you have to go through and, and be like, and yes. edit out the wokeness. And, yes. You know, so it's, it's like, it's, it's not perfect. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. My Microsoft just, just purchased it for like an insane amount of money. So that's where you get, you know, your, your censorship from, but you know, back, back to the, uh, to the point I was trying to make, it's, mm-hmm. it's so ready. It's so available at your fingertips and you can use it for so many things that at the same time, it could be used against you mm-hmm. so quickly and so ferociously. And I've seen, I've seen friends, I've seen people I know, I've seen good men, good men, decent men, decent educated men that have been literally taken out of context. Mm-hmm. And, you know, lives have imploded. They have been fired. They have been, you know, literally burned at the stake. Yeah. And it's crazy. I, I applaud you for being, for being. So honestly, so I, my, my first uh, TikTok account got completely Mm -hmm. banned. It's one of the reasons why I started my email list here Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) because, because, uh, you know, for creators like me, you know, uh, a lot of us are doing our sort of funnel marketing to our podcast, to our platforms Mm -hmm. with social media, but social media, like they own the platform. So they could cancel us at any moment. That's why I try to tell people get on the email list. Cause that's the only thing I actually have control over. Mm-hmm. So if I do get Andrew tated because you know, <laughs> Met- you get metaverse gets together with Twitter yeah. and TikTok at the same time and, and, uh, and Google, and they just completely take me off of everything. Well, 
you'll never know about it. You'll never know about it. And you'll I'll go quietly. Yeah, you'll and, be silenced. And, and I'll, you, you might notice maybe six months down the road, hey, I haven't heard anything from that guy in a while. Yeah. But you'll never know. But if you get on the email list, like, you know, I, I highly recommend everybody get on the email list of their favorite creators so that they can at least, you know, you don't have to buy all their shit or whatever that they're, and I don't even spam people. I just, I send like an email maybe once a month mm-hmm. saying, Hey, did you get my, did you get your stickers yet? You know, like, that's, all I, <laughs> that's all I'm ever emailing people, but I literally just want to keep in contact with people in case I get deplatformed because of shit like this so that I can say, Hey, I'm, I'm starting my own website or whatever, you know? Absolutely. I mean, it's very, look, man, I can tell that this is not your first time around the campfire. You're, 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 you're an eloquent man. You're somebody that is promoting self-reliance and Mm self-respect. And I think that it is tragic. I think it's blasphemous. I think it has no place in society when people are targeted over that. Yeah, I agree. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just the way there, there are other people that have been more toxic to our environment Mm -hmm. that have literally diluted our, our society. And if you stand up for what you believe, then, you know, you're misogynist, you're a prick. What's so retarded about all of it is that uh, at any given moment, people could just block me on social media. You know, like you don't have to deplatform. <laughs> you, you could just like you could just stop watching. You know, it's yeah, not, just pause the video, watch something else, or whatever it is. Yeah. You all have a choice. It's like, but but to completely just silence people. I mean, that's so draconian. You know, um, it is. Yeah, we're uh, we're over an hour here, oh, so wow. let's let's go ahead and, and wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, I have two last questions for you and then um and and then we'll end this thing but uh based on your experience on the three percent path what kind of advice would you give someone just starting out the most important thing is that you need to feel your pain don't ignore your pain i don't want you to find a quick cure a lot of people are like all right if i read this book i'm gonna be no 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 Find yourself first, pick up the book, pick up the book, subscribe to the channel. Uh, I'm a big fan of his old videos, not the new stuff when he does kind of like the, like the, like the round table with like the girl, he, the old, the old style of videos that he does. And I still follow him. His, pick up the his, book. Yeah. His old, uh, you know, video newsletter ones. Yes, exactly. Those are, those are fantastic. And I still rewatch videos just when I'm bored. When he I'm, does still course, do those. Uh, he still does yeah. those, which are nice, but, yeah. but yeah, the, the, the ones with like, you know, the, the high colonics and stuff. Exactly. Right? Exactly. It's, it's, but it's fine. So what I would say is first find yourself, pick up the book and, you know, for the first 90 days, immerse yourself in that book. From there, read it again. And when you're ready between five to six months, go out. Why am I telling people to wait at least six months after heartbreak? Because when you're young and you're and you're brokenhearted, you try and find a quick fix, and that's going to get you nowhere. Mm-hmm. Learn yourself, learn the pain, learn what got you to there, and then convert that energy and build a better version. That's to answer your question. If it if that if that answers your original question, Paul. No, that's great. That's great too. And, and Corey talks about in the book too, like healthy people, when they get through a breakup, they take six months off to, yeah. to, to yeah. heal and they don't go date. Yeah. They just sort of like, you know, yeah, yeah. 
find process it. Yeah. Find yourself. I, I can't tell you how many lonely nights, lonely sleep, sleepless nights I've had. And it's just a cup of tea and just reading the book for hours and hours and watching video and listening to you and listening to Tate. So, and it's very, and, and I'm at a, I'm at a point in my life and I'm going off on a tangent. We're trying to wrap this up, but I'm at a point in my life that I, I take my, my book, whichever book I'm reading and I go and I sit at a bar just out of mm-hmm. work dressed like this. And I read mm-hmm. and it's like, nobody exists and people, I've caught people sing. I've had the bartender tell me, you look extremely sophisticated. That woman over there can't keep her eyes off of you, but I'm not there for that woman. I'm here to enjoy my beer and read my book. Mm-hmm. That's it. So once you learn that, why the six months, why? Because you become comfortable with who you are and then employ these techniques. You become invincible. You become yeah. impervious. So, yeah. yeah. It's, it's good to get comfortable being alone too. Like yeah. enjoying your solitude. Cause then, uh, like, it doesn't matter. Like you become less needy, you know, like that's, that's huge. Ah, you fell down again. <laughs> Dropping again buddy. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's great. Um, and then the last question, yeah. and I'd like to ask this of all the 3% guys that, yes. that come on the, on the show. Uh, what does being a 3% man mean to you? What a beautiful question. I'm awfully glad you asked me that question, Paul. Um, what, what does it mean? It means that you are self-reliant. It means that, you know, in times where they're asking you to be a civil man, in uncivil times, you're able to live up to that standard. So it's self-reliance, it's self-independence, it's believing in who you are as a man. Never mind the picking up with women, never mind dating, never mind having snow. It's learning that in whatever situation you're put in, you will always come out on top of the tools that you've learned. I think that's what 3% man is talking. Got it. I think that's, that's what it's. That's a beautiful answer. Um, You know, one of the things I I love about having the guys in from the Mm -hmm. group too, because I mean, we all know what, what Corey means by 3%, Mm -hmm. but I love getting everyone's take on that. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's very invaluable uh, information or it's priceless information that, that, you know, um well this has been great man uh do you want people to find you online or, or you know what absolutely if you guys if you guys come across me you know jacob jacob lofsner i'm not i'm not hiding just just there if you guys ever need somebody to talk to or need some some insight please on, let on, me know on, 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's right on the uh, on the book on the book you guys can find me there uh and you know listen listen to what this man has to say read the book listen to his podcast and I'm talking about you, Paul, just so I'm, I'm clear about everything. But, uh, you know, the the books that you recommend, the advice that you that you share, that you disseminate is fantastic. And I encourage everybody. All my friends know about you. I've recommended my podcast to you. I start reading this book because you start talking about the maxims. I'm like, okay, you know what? Let's, let's give a chance. So, yeah, I think that's what, yeah. what it is, man. I think out of all of Rolo's books, it's like at bare minimum, if you want to learn game, read Rational Mail, the first one, and read the fifth one, uh, mm-hmm. the player's handbook for sure. Uh, dude, excellent conversation, man. I Thank really you, appreciate it. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me, sir. It's been an absolute pleasure. And let me know because this was, man, this, this, we've been talking for over an hour. This felt like five minutes, man. Like I'm talking to, to, to my fellow brother. And again, I'm knocking you out, man. That's how yeah. excited I am. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, yeah. Let me go ahead and end this. Uh, do you want to stick around for a little bit? Absolutely, though? brother. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Right. Cool, man. Thanks a lot. Uh, no, no, no. Thank you.
Jacob, thank you so much for joining me today, man. It was gl I'm, I'm glad that we were finally able to make this happen. Glad we were able to connect on this. You are welcome back anytime. <laughs> uh, great conversation, man. Like good insights. I'd love to have you on for a live sometime, you know, and for you guys out there that don't know, I do lives every Wednesday and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern. It would be fun to have, have you on, you and Nathan, you or Nathan, come on for a live. That'd be awesome, man. That'd be, that'd be super fun to do. Um, and, and if you guys can't do any lives, you know, do another podcast episode like this. There's lots of things we could talk about. Um, yeah, yeah. You're a smart, smart cat. I really appreciate that conversation. All right, guys. Oh, let's go through, let's go through the housekeeping. Be sure to like subscribe, hit those notifications. If you haven't done so already, sound off in the comments, drop a comment below. It could be your favorite emoji. Any, any comment will do. It all helps us in the algorithm. Follow me on social media. I'm on all the good platforms. I'm really trying to still try to build up my Instagram though. So follow me there. Get on the Patreon, patreon.com slash come on man pod. You can join for as little as $10. And if you do, I will add you to the beer credits at the end of these episodes. That's coming up right after I wrap here. Uh, so you can see what that looks like. Uh, other than that, if you guys want some coaching, if you guys need help with anything, if you guys are like just struggling on dating apps or whatever, you just want to help like, just building up, just being more social in general. I, I can help with all of that stuff. So join uh, the Patreon at tiers two or tiers three for that. Tier two, you get unlimited texting support over Telegram for me. Like you can literally just text me all day long, send me screenshots or whatever. I, you know, if you have a, if you're having a conversation with a chick on a dating app and you get stuck, just send a screenshot. Be like, what do I say? I'll, I'll reply back, and then you know we'll get you laid, brother. Get you laid. <laughs> Get on the email list, list.comeonmanpod.com, and I will send you some free stickers for your troubles. And then finally, check out my Law of Attraction course, my practical Law of Attraction course. It's chick crack free. There's no chakras and woo-woo and vibrations and all that stuff. Because I know a lot of you guys just like, when you guys hear that kind of thing, you guys uh, immediately tune out. But um, so what I did was I made this course strictly on the psychological aspect explanations for the law of attraction. You guys will really like it. it. It helps out in all areas of your life, your relationships, money, wealth, you know, health, all that kind of stuff. You can find it all in this course. And uh, that's all I have this week, guys. So we will catch you guys on the flip side. Be sure to tune in Wednesday morning for my live stream. I don't know what it is yet because this is a pre-record, but uh, I guarantee it's going to be a good one. We'll catch you guys later. This has been the Come On Man podcast. New full episodes served hot every Monday morning on your favorite podcast platform of choice. So subscribe now. Follow Paul on social media. The links are in the description. Now, Go out and get it.